Hola, bonjour, hello, however else you say hi in languages I don't know. Uh, this was one of the most uh, anticipated weeks in pop culture in quite some time with the release of Avengers Endgame and the Battle of Winterfell episode of Game of Thrones, which concluded within the last hour as we record this. Uh, it's also another round of the NBA playoffs. NHL is still going on. Uh, we are kind of shorthanded today. Well, not really, but we'll elaborate on that later. This is episode 12 of the Let's Boogie podcast. <laughs> but hey, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. Let's boogie. Let's boogie. If you have crack, let's boogie. <laughs> no one is going into your asshole. I, I, well, I wouldn't let him without the crack. Well, I can say you are with me, but you are with another man, yeah. As Bigelow mentioned, we are a little bit shorthanded. Uh, Chris is not here this week. He has a dentist appointment tomorrow that he cannot miss. And so, I'm back. So, uh, no, nobody yeah. missed me, but I'm here again. Um, Richard is here again. And Richard's here again. Yes, I am. So, um, um, we also want to say that um, I think we're making Richard an official uh, cast member. Is that what you would call it? Host. Uh, but eventually over the summer, we're going to start putting out uh, two episodes a week. And Richard's mainly going to be on for sports because he watches a lot of sports. Bigelow and Richard are considered the sports guys, at least in my life. So well, th- well that thank should you. Be, that's actually yeah. the, the nicest. That. That's the nicest thing anyone said to me in quite some time. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, but something that Richard is not is a consumer of media. And some type of form of media just came out, like, what, 20 minutes ago? How, how long ago was that? About an hour, actually. Oh, uh, About okay. an hour, but... Uh, Sorry, I'm, I'm just so famous now that I can't, like, we'll elaborate, <laughs> keep we'll track of time. We'll elaborate on that later, but... So we're going to establish this right now. If you are planning on watching the Battle of Winterfell episode, season eight, episode three of Game of Thrones, and you have not done that yet. Spoilers are ahead. And also, we're going to transition from talking about Game of Thrones to talking about the Avengers. So if you have seen neither of those, you got some skipping to do. If you've seen, <laughs> Check the timestamps. If you've seen one, no. but if you've seen one, but not the other, we'll, we'll have it listed. But anyway, Game of Thrones holy shit um what an episode that i mean i that was one of the most insane things i've ever watched i mean from start to fucking finish that was absolute i mean i could contend for awards like if it was a movie in and of itself it it was (laughs) keanu reeves's speed if it was a game of thrones episode they did not let off the gas pedal after 10 minutes in and I mean, leaving on that cliffhanger, I mean, we're just going to jump right into it. The fucking cliffhanger. Arya Stark, Big Dick Energy of the Year Award, um, pulling some ISO play out on the Night King. Hit a little whoop-de-wop. Yeah. Uh, chase down, block LeBron style, and shanked him. Like, yeah. That- no, so, so I, I – the the Night King has never been the focus of the show. And a part of me, I, I'm not saying I called it, but a part of me was always like, this seems a bit off. Like, I feel like the last episode of the series wouldn't revolve around the Night King. 
because he had never been like there was barely any backstory to him. Um, we'd only seen him like a total of like 10 times, probably maybe even less than that. But now those are confirmed because halfway through the season, I don't think anybody could have expected that they were going to kill off the Night King this early. I mean, they even 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 watching the damn episode, like you'll see that you'll see the memes for the next week saying, you know, the Night King blew a three one lead. Nah, 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 nah. The the White Walkers were dominating. That looked yeah. bad. That looked yeah. like that looked like it was gonna be curtains for yeah. for for everyone else. But well, uh, and 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 once they started uh, uh, going from character to character, seeing them getting uh, s- s- surrounded by the undead or the zombies or whatever, um, then. I, I kind of knew the Night King was going to die because they're not going to show all those people in, like, uh, context of them about to die. Hey, man. They I always will, show all I those people. I will admit, bro, when when Daenerys tried to extra crispy deep fry that man and he just and he just was like, nope, uh-uh, and, survive, and survived getting torched by a dragon when fire is supposedly the only way to kill White Walkers. And that man's just like, nope, Jordan Trug, I'm going for Wheelie Boy. And it was just like... But so, kill count, who did we get? We got Jorah, uh, RIP to the friend zone candidate of the decade. I mean, RIP to House Mormont from top to bottom. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. Liana also got, uh, also bit the dust. Uh Theon, the most obvious one that like oh I just, forgot about him man just, that was Theon got Theon got shanked uh, and then here's what we haven't even mentioned Melisandre came back just yes. re- just reappeared yeah. and then was and just, and she's she's a fire lady she, she's a fire boy she is a Bernie boy and <laughs> she um. I mean, I'm gonna admit, like when she set all the swords on fire, I'm like, all right, let's let's go, like it's game time. Let's boogie, <laughs> like let's let's boogie. Uh, it's yeah. just like this is like okay, it's game time. And then they all the people, all the guys who had the fire swords just went out and got just got eviscerated, just just and, ganked, and gone I, like w- without even hesitation, gone forever. Aaron Hernandez, and it was pretty just much. like. <laughs> How do you feel about that one, Richard? <laughs> I have no comment on the Hernandez situation, but I appreciate the joke. But um, no, and then I it was just that was just start to finish, man. That was incredible. I mean, I really they everyone thought this was gonna be like a bloodbath, and like it was gonna like make everybody cry because everyone was going to die. And like, yeah, it was really more so just like an edge of your seat, like riveting, like just longest battle dedicated to TV history. I'm pretty sure. No, man. Um, and longest and like cinematic too, longer yeah. than old, old Helms deep in the Lord of the Rings. Cause that shit was literally like an hour and 10 minutes of just straight up, people fighting which a lot of people weren't too happy with the episode because of that but personally i mean how can you hate on that shit shit was awesome like and and and, and the moments where they'd show like a big battle and then it would cut to aria or somebody going one on one with 
the White Walkers or not White Walkers, Whites, I think that's what they're called. No, they're they're White Walkers, Whites for short. But like it would cut from like big battle sequences to like one-on-one interactions with the Whites and it was really I liked that back and forth, but yeah, I mean uh this whole episode was just a, it, it was mainly just a lot of fun. I think after the first two episodes that were kind of underwhelming and just build up into this episode, I think it paid off tremendously. And I think you can't look at this episode as a standalone episode because it it factors into the episode before and the, and the episode before that. But yeah, I mean, I thought, hey, within a few hours, man. Aria goes from I don't want to die a virgin, getting yeah. getting some some black some uh, <laughs> some blacksmith pipe from old boy Gandry to killing the damn Night King. So yeah. um, she has had the craziest character arc of this entire show. I think. I mean, other than John, probably. I mean, I mean, yeah, John's she, come she, up completely, but. I don't think anybody expected Arya to be the character that she is now, especially taking down the Night King. I would have never expected that. Nope. But now, I mean, shit, there's three episodes left. No more. Hopefully no more of this living versus the dead shit. It's just going to be just going to be people versus people. Uh, Hashtag for the throne. That's literally all it's going to be. For the throne. They are coming for that ass, Cersei. Biggs, who do you think comes... Who do you think comes out on top? That is an excellent question. Um, I, mean, I would like it to be a Targaryen, personally. I just don't. I just see my thing is I just think John winning would be too cookie cutter for it to be Game of Thrones. I agree, but at I, six point, seasons behind, and I completely agree. That's just I, way too uh, simple for this series. Oh yeah, John, John winning would be so damn cookie cutter. It, I just don't think it's gonna happen. I mean, there's all there's all these theories like Daenerys is gonna go mad. She's gonna be the Mad Queen, and she's she's who ends up killing John. And na 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 na. I mean, I, I would personally love it to be Tyrion. Oh, I think I'm, it's good. I'm I'm team I'm I'm full yeah. on Team Tyrion. I am I am he's just been ha- handed the shorthand literally his whole life, and like for him to sit on the throne, I think would be. I mean, I'm f- I'm I am full on Team Tyrion because I also think that like one of the two little people is going to is going to slit Cersei's throat, and it's going to be awesome. Who's the other one? She's still on Arya's list. Oh yeah, yeah. She's yep, still true. she's still at the top of that list, bro. If Arya takes out fucking Cersei too, she'll be the best character on the show. I mean, like no <laughs> doubt about it. I mean, she, bro, she'd be an all timer. She'd be she'd be an all time an all time TV character. If if she were, you know, that'd be that'd be nuts. I mean, we literally have a month. There's three episodes, three weeks. A month from now, it'll all be over, which is bittersweet. But uh, speaking of endings, um, there was another big release. The conclusion, the culmination, or as old Doc Doc Strange said, the endgame. Avengers Endgame. Lots of... Wow. I mean, I'd... 
I saw it Thursday at six o'clock. Yeah, I saw it Thursday at ten. And it's still like I've still been thinking a lot about it like since then, man. It's just it was I will I will say Did it live up to it? I would Is I would a proper 100%, ending. One hundred percent one hundred percent. And more. One hundred percent. No. It went dude, that the we'll get to the rest of the movie, but the main event that here, ev- literally every Marvel hero ever coming through the magic circles to to whoop some ass. That was one of the most insanely incredible moments in cinema that I've ever seen. I, mean, Bro, it I was... have never had a better theater experience than that movie. The crowd went wild That's when praise. that happened. Um, I don't think I will ever have a better movie experience because, you know, uh, the war in the stars, I don't think is ever going to peak as it did in the, in the eighties. Um, but Marvel peaked, I think with this movie and I saw it in IMAX, the crowd was electric the entire movie. And I'm not someone who likes, uh, a talkative crowd or like a uh, a vocal crowd during a movie but this one was like everybody was there to experience the end i mean it, it was it was i think the whole movie going experience it was it was an experience like the whole like not, not just watching the movie the whole thing people losing their minds for certain parts like cap there are cap wielding mjolnir and people yeah. going batshit insane, like yeah. just little like I I tweeted this and I like meant it. Like it was literally there were parts of the movie where I wanted I wanted to stand up and cheer. And I'm the biggest asshole in the world. Any other movie, if you want to stand up and clap, I'm telling you to sit the fuck down. This movie, I just I wanted to stand up and cheer. There were parts where I it t- that tugged at my heart. And there were parts that, like, I mean, it was it was everything. Bro, Tony Stark saying, I am, and then that long-ass pause, and then Iron Man snaps his fingers. I literally, like, lost my shit. I could not contain my excitement in that scene. I mean, even, dude, like, there was even little shit that, like, made me go insane. Like, when they unveiled Hulk as Professor Hulk, yeah, I was like, oh, shit! Oh shit! Like when it they was, unveiled Thor, bro. Thor had me in tears drunk, the entire movie. Drunk Isn't dad, he bo- fat, yeah, drunk, he's fat. <laughs> dr- drunk dad bod Thor. That playing <laughs> Fortnite. Here's he playing Fortnite. here's how you know it's a fantasy movie. They were still playing Fortnite five years in the future. That's how you know. Yeah. That's how you know it's a fantasy. <laughs> it's but, already extinct. But um, but no, man. Like I got I got hype for Professor Hulk. I got hype for drunk dad bod Thor. I like the entire, I mean, it was literally, there are so many iconic moments in this movie that will live on for so long. I, Oh, most definitely. And this is the most Marvel movie I've ever seen. And for the, and for the first time for me, at least I know you're the, you're the, you're the movie guy, Mr. Film school, but this is the first time in my life where I saw a movie and I genuinely want to go see it in theaters again. I want to go see it 
multiple more times in theaters. Just yeah, to that's kind of crazy just, for you. Just to get that feeling, get that experience. It was just, it was next level. It really and truly was next level. I mean, even though, like you know, all the all the memes and the jokes about uh, Black Widow and uh, Hawkeye, dude, that even that was was deep shit. That was like. Yeah, so Richard, Black Widow, Iron Man, Black Widow and Iron Man died. I know, um, I, I kind of got a spoiler from one of my buddies. I just asked him what happened. He said, Iron Man died, Captain America did some tri- time travel, and Thor got fat. That was my three main takeaways from his spoilers. Yeah, so Black Widow died. Um, Hulk uh, is now like merged with Bruce Banner. So he's in the Hulk's body, but he has Bruce Banner's mind. It's, it was kind of hilarious, but um, I think the best part about this movie was the unpredictability. Unpre- um, I had no idea where it would go. And it took me places that I didn't think I would ever be back to, including Thor, the dark world. So I did, um, I, dude, who knew Thor, that that would play such Thor a role? Thor, the dark world playing such a vital, <laughs> A vital part. I mean, Natalie Portman back in the MCU, even if, even though she was just taking a nap, like. <laughs> and 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 the Guardians of the Galaxy intro sequence playing again with two characters sitting off to the side, yeah, War but, Machine on the planet with uh, with Nebula, Star Lord. Um, I mean. They just tied everything together so well, and there are a lot of people criticizing this movie and saying it's n- it's not as good as Infinity War because it's like I, the main complaint I've heard is it's a narrative mess. And to those people, I say, um, fuck off. This 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 movie was uh, this, you can't look at Endgame as one movie. It it's it's twenty two movies. Yeah. It's literally like if you're not an MCU fan, you'll still enjoy it. But if you are, this is like perfect. It was a lot of fan service. I'll say that. It was it, it was actually like a perfect amount of fan service. I There's want all the fan service, fan service and, yeah. if you do it right. Yeah. Um I, I, I want all the fan service. But like the movie doesn't happen unless some San Francisco rat that probably has AIDS happens to yeah. step on <laughs> happens to step on the button to bring Paul Rudd back from the quantum realm. Like that's right, just... I have I have two questions for you. First, which character stole the show from each of you? Uh, Who's the best? I mean, a lot of people hated it. I thought Thor was absolutely hilarious, but I think this is uh, a Captain America Iron Man movie. How about you, Beggs? I I I have to agree. I really have to agree. The the back and forth between Cap and Tony, and then like them going back to like the my favorite part of the movie, aside from the oh like, my god, I forgot about that too. So my favorite part of the movie, aside from the big ass whooping at the end, was the whole sequence of them going back to the seventies and Tony like talking to his dad about like fatherhood. And like straight up like having conversations with his dad about a lot of shit while young Hank Pym is getting Pym particles stolen by Captain America. I mean that I really I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed just about everything that had to do with this movie. 
dude, I even, I think, I think, I liked Captain Marvel in this movie more than I did in in her own movie. I think she works better with other heroes because she's so uh, shallow of a character. Like, she's not a good character, but, but when it comes to, like, using her powers, like, her slamming through that ship, oh, yeah. I was her like, just, oh, her just, fuck. yeah, her just destroying Thanos' ship. And then yeah. like and then like her getting the mini gauntlet from Peter Parker and Peter's just like, Hey, what do you, yeah. what's what's your name? Like <laughs> like that whole Oh man. And they even they even did like the the girl power sequence. All the yeah. all the female heroes having the gauntlet and all that. I mean, it was just all of it. All of it was incredible. And I plan I, on I, I wasn't a huge fan of the female scene at first, but now that like I've put aside my like hatred of like politics and shit in movies, it was just a one minute scene of girls kicking some ass. It it, it was a good time. I liked it. I mean, you can't and like you can't try and deny like yes, Captain Marvel has flaws, but she can she can she can whoop some ass. If it comes down to she it, can, she can she <laughs> can 20-piece some dudes in 2K if it comes down to it. Oh, she's she's forcing you to pass the sticks. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. What was it. your other what was your other question though, Rich? Yeah. Well, my other question was going to be favorite parts of the movie. Bigelow gave me his answer, so how about you, Matt? Like in 3 years when you've seen this movie four times or whatever, what are you thinking back on what scene sticks out to you the most? I think the part that like really got me and actually like made my eyes widen and like I was like screaming was when Captain America wielded Thor's hammer. I mean, he was fucking harnessing lightning, throwing it, pulling it back. He was like doing shit with the shield and the hammer combined where he was like bouncing it off of it. I I, want to go watch the movie again just to watch that scene. But um, unfortunately, I was one of the few who went to the bathroom during the movie. And I what? have to go back. <laughs> what? Bro, an hour, 45 hours, in, an hour 45 in, I got a small bladder, even though I'm a, I'm a big guy. Hour 45 in, I got to go to the bathroom. What part of the movie was that? It was when Thor wielded both his axe and his hammer at the same time. And I didn't get to see that. Uh, so I have to go back to watch that part. It's a long movie. Other countries were actually like building in intermissions in the middle of the oh, movie yeah. to allow people yeah. potty breaks because that's a long, long movie. So. Uh, Biggs, who got the biggest cheer in your theater in terms of heroes? Because mine was Spider Man. When people saw Spider Man, people they uh, lost their mine shit. too. People went batshit crazy for Spider Man. Um, People, yeah, no, Spider Man Far and Away. And then when they did the credit thing, like the autographs, like the original yeah. heroes, uh, Tony got, uh, it was pretty loud when they did yeah. RDJ's signature. So, yeah, if you can't uh, dr- connect the dots, uh, Tony Stark bit the dust. He sacrificed. Yeah, we haven't talked about that yet. Sacrificed himself. Uh, honestly, both the the deaths were, were self-sacrifice like for when you think about it. Um, yeah. And, um, so I, I want to preface this by saying I actually, unfortunately had the movie spoiled. I stayed off the internet the whole day, didn't watch a whole lot of trailers for the movie. And as I was walking into the theater, overheard some guy talking to his friend, 
man, no more Captain America or Iron Man. That's crazy. And I was like, oh, thanks, dude. I'm glad you liked the movie. But um, yeah, I think because of that, my reaction to the Iron Man death was a bit lessened because I, I, I mean, also a lot of people kind of assumed it was coming because Robert Downey's been been playing the role for. I mean, and they also years. they also like foreshadowed the hell out of it, like throughout the mo- throughout the movie. Like when you think about it, they kind of foreshadowed the hell out of it. Like whether it's like Pepper asking him like when will he finally be able to rest, or like him talking about like his dreams and shit like that, like. And him being like hooked up to an IV, like he was at his weakest we've ever seen him at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, and at his strongest we've ever seen him at at, at the end. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. And like, and he, him, him, him wielding the stones, and again that line of like, "I am Iron Man," like that just got me. Oh no, I agree a hundred percent. Because throughout this whole thing, I've definitely been more of more of an Iron Man stand than a than a cap than a cap guy. But, well, see. And that's the thing, because, like, I don't even think Iron Man is the best superhero. I think it's Robert Downey really plays the part so well that he makes the character. Yeah, Iron Man may not be the best. Nobody gave a shit about Iron Man before these movies. Like, he was a boring character, all that. It was Robert Downey Jr. that made him what he is today. Well, what I was going to say is, like, Iron Man as a hero may not be the best hero, but I think it's tough to top Tony as a as as a yeah. character in the whole yeah. in the grand scheme of things it is it's tough to top tony's like from start to finish like from from being the weapons dealer who didn't care about the world and just wanted to make money in the first iron man movie to literally sacrificing himself at the end in this movie i mean you, Great it's character art. pretty tough it's pretty tough to top that like it's really I would say, and I'm not even saying this comes close, I would say the only other person who comes even in the same league as Robert Downey for Iron Man was Toby as Spider-Man. Just because like that was the first we'd ever seen a superhero like that. And he just embodied the role so well. But yeah, Robert Downey's on a different level. And I think, I mean, he had some great acting moments in this movie. I would personally love it if he got some type of nomination for it just as like oh, yeah. for no, shits and gigs what i want to know is if he lost weight for like the beginning where he like, oh he definitely looks like, did looks like he's all sickly and on the verge of death like i want to know like what what he did to go into that because that i mean was just it's been incredible i'm 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 just happy i've been able to experience it firsthand because kids 20 30 years in the future will be like man what was it like, like being around when the Marvel movies were around and like you didn't know because how Empire Strikes Back, everybody knows that Darth Vader is Luke's dad before they even watch the movie. It's iconic. So people are going to probably know in 20, 30 years that Iron Man dies in Endgame or something like that. So I'm just glad that I've been able to experience it. So I'll, I'll end. Well, I won't end, but I will ask you. At the beginning, when they, you know, go to Thanos's garden or whatever, and they just chop that man's head off. Yeah. What what did you, like, what were you thinking, like, right there? Like, what was your thought process, like, at that moment? I was like, 
I honestly was thinking, like, I don't know how this universe can get darker than what just happened. <laughs> because that was the other thing I want to touch on. There was blood in this movie. There was, like, violence violence instead of comic book violence. And Thanos getting his head chopped off. I mean, I was like, holy shit. And this then, just and got then dark. Th- and then Thor just goes like, I went for the head. And, yeah. like, like, they immediately... And, 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 like, and the thing is, when that happened, I don't think anybody laughed, which was like weird because it, it, it was a joke, but at the same time it wasn't because he meant it. And when he chopped off Thanos's head, everybody gasped and then he said that line and I don't think anybody laughed in my theater. And it was like kind of this surreal moment because Marvel is so lighthearted in terms of their comedy that I was like, fuck, this is deep. Yeah, I will say, like, I don't know if it was just, like, the heat of the moment. I laughed way more at this movie than I thought I was going to. That's the thing. A lot of people like Infinity War better because of the serious tone. But I personally, like, Endgame cracked me up a lot. And I, I th- this is probably the most fun I've had in a movie theater. Um, like, the comedy, the time travel. Like, this movie has literally everything. I'm trying to think of things that now they could I'm do just, better. I'm just thinking, I'm, you've just got, like, Stefan Saturday Night Live in my head. This movie has everything. Time, tra- <laughs> time travel, decapitation, space, <laughs> death, violence, children. Robert Downey Jr. Chris Evans' ass. It has... America's ass. I forgot America's ass. It's... Bro, New York. There's so much club. in this fucking movie. I think, like, <laughs> I honestly think we have to stop talking about it because we could talk about it for so long. But there are just so many, like Captain America fighting Captain America, going back to 2012 Avengers. Dude, Cap in this like, mi- like this is the last point I'll make. Like the part that I laughed at, possibly the hardest, was Cap fighting Cap. When past Cap says I can do this all day, and Cap and yeah. future Cap was like, I know, Sh- <laughs> shut up, <laughs> like just <laughs> um, yes, I agree. And to end the Avengers Endgame discussion, I think we can both agree what an ending that was after all of that to just see Steve Rogers Giz dance. Yeah. That sent chills up my spine, yep. and I and I cried happy tears. I didn't, but. I did metaphorically. I was uh, so happy with that ending. I will admit that uh, man tears were present in my eyes. Yeah. Man tears. Thank you, Marvel. Thank you, for Marvel. For giving us what, what, what we've got for the past um, 10 years, and I can't wait for what's next. I'm really excited to see what happens. But anyways, enough with the spoilers. we got to get into what's relevant, even though that was the most relevant thing. Uh, sports. Sports! Sports, 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 sports. Yeah, Richard, it's your time to shine. Um, since we've been talking so much, I know you want to get some NBA playoff stuff off your chest. Uh, why don't you just hit us with uh, some 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 topics you want to discuss about that? Uh, well, I just want to lead off um, wrapping up last round. Uh, really just talk about Dame Lillard. Um, as you know, uh, he hit that game winner at the end of game five to end the series. Most underrated uh, player in the league. Not anymore, though. Yeah, everybody but, knows but, now. But, uh, but, yeah. but it was a bad shot. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> he isn't wrong. That was taken out. That was kind of taken out of context. But as you two know, uh, I went to bed at halftime. Uh, so I missed. Uh, the, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I missed, missed the entire second half. Woke up, checked the phone. Oh, here's this ESPN notification. Dame Miller hits insane shot, and uh, I was pretty disappointed in myself. But uh, I went back and rewatched the second half, and um, that was just an insane ending because OKC had control of that game. They were up by, I want to say, fifteen. Like, 15 14 something like so. that seemed so. yeah with like three minutes left in the third quarter um dame ended up finishing with 50 points played 45 minutes um he had 27 just, in the first half yeah like <laughs> he came out firing um but they had okc built up that lead um or excuse me uh the trailblazers had that lead but okc battled back they went on like a 30 to 5 30 to 6 run or something like that and they were up by 15 with like only eight minutes left in the game. Um, and then Portland just went on a 21-6 run. C.J. McCollum, who I watched have a terrible half in the first half, just was hitting these insane mid-rangers, all setting up for Lillard to take a bad shot, uh, a 37-foot step-back jumper. But bro, it's Dame. And just drilled it. Um, Dame Dalla. You logo, can't logo Lillard, baby. Logo was, Lillard. <laughs> He uh, that's his second walk-off series winner uh, in his career. First one coming against the Rockets in what year was that? 2014. I, I was gonna I say 14, 14, 15. I think. Um, Jordan is the only other player who has two walk-off winners like that uh, to end a series. <laughs> oh, um, shit. Only five players have had a shot like that. Just one in NBA history. Uh, it was pretty crazy. The level of and that might be. You know, it was only the first round, so that takes. I mean, you know, Jordan won a finals with it with his, but for level level of difficulty of that shot, that might have been the best walk off winner I have ever seen. I'm just um, pissed. Dame has it's taken this long for him to get respect because he's been doing this for so long, just yeah. being a beast. Well, I don't the understand. Thi- the thing is, is you know, everyone looks at things if you're either the best or you suck. That's kind of how this goes. And when Steph Curry is the best point guard in the league, which he is, uh, it's just kind of hard to get the respect. Also, he plays in Portland. Yeah, um, and so like East Coast basketball people, they're not staying up late to watch Portland games. Yeah, I, can... I mean, it, and they haven't had the most playoff success, um, which honestly makes this year even, even better. Uh, last year, they got swept uh, in the first round by the Pelicans. And Lillard, like, had a real tough time. They were trapping him. He had no idea what to do. But watch film in the offseason, worked on, planned exactly how he was going to beat those double teams and all that. And OKC just did not have an answer. Um, I think. But dude, Russell Westbrook should be MVP. <laughs> well, bro, yeah, he, Russell he, Westbrook at the triple double. Dame still ain't better than Russ, though. Yeah. Westbrook uh, took a beating this series. <laughs> um, yeah, not a, not a good time for him. But yeah, Can't it was shoot. just. Um, yeah, he, he, you know, he hasn't ever been able to shoot. Uh, I think my, my favorite thing that I saw about that series as, 
as someone who was born in Portland and the only NBA games that I went to were Blazer games when I was little, I forget if it was like Fox Sports or something wrote an article about Dame and how he like had people over to his house to watch Rockets Jazz the night before. And he's like just sitting on his couch eating and then he like pauses for a second, stands up, says, I'm going to end these motherfuckers tomorrow. <laughs> and that, and that, and stands up, that's- walks away and that's... That's the thing I love about Dame is, you know, I respect people who are huge trash talkers. Um, I love Draymond Green. I love what he does on the court. But there is something to be said about the guy who just goes about his business and just destroys people silently. And that's Dame Lillard personified. That guy just, he doesn't say shit. He doesn't take jabs in the media. He just shows up on the court and busts your ass. And it all led up to uh, that game five and then, shot, and, and then waves, and then waves by to you. Yes, stone cold, stone cold face didn't didn't change his his facial expression at all. He's getting tackled in the pile, and he's just looking up at the just camera, just staring at the camera, just staring like, at the camera, like, yeah, I just did that shit. Um, he's like, you thought I wouldn't do this yeah. shit? <laughs> yeah, just waves, waves goodbye, and then I'm pretty sure he like. Pretty sure he quoted the art of war in his yes. post game presser. Yes, sure. Sun Tzu, the art of war, <laughs> and it was it was about that, like essentially, you know, paraphrasing very poorly, but just going quietly, you know, uh, not not you know not being boisterous or anything that, yeah. just going about it silently. And yep. man, that was just a great NBA moment, and I'm pissed I missed it live. But yeah, was, but I mean, that was definitely the highlight of round one, an underwhelming round one. Very underwhelming. Um, so uh, let's get to round two because uh, these matchups are much more exciting. Um, I guess we'll lead off with the first one. Uh, Philly-Toronto. Uh, Toronto blew out Philly in game one. And I kind of feel like I'm cheating here because we're recording this after game one. But uh, going into the series, I thought it was Raptors in five. I just thought they had too many mismatch uh, mismatches against Philly for them to really yeah. contend in this series. Um, did either of you watch that game? I did not. No, but it, it kind of seemed to me like it was possible the Raptors just had an off night because I do agree with you. There's The Raptors have something special going on this year. I don't know what happened last game, though. I don't know if it was the 76ers' defense that got them or the Raptors' offense that messed themselves up. Like What, what was the main problem in your eyes in that game? I, sh- I mean, the Raptors played great. Um Kawhi is Kawhi. And what would you like people to know about you? Uh, I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, it's just more question you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. <laughs> I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he is so slept on, and it may be because he sl- he sat out like 20 games this year, uh, which is proving uh, like a good idea right now because he is rested and ready to go. But he is getting back to his former self, where if you just if you just dribble the ball within three feet of him, he's just taking it, saying. You know, thank you for participating. I'm taking that now. His defense um, is incredible. Insane. Uh, he was he was locking up the Sixers, and they have nobody that can guard him on offense. I mean, actually, Simmons did a decent job in this game, uh, who 
uh, historically has done terribly against Kawhi. But, I mean, they just have nothing for him. And the the Raptors are so deep. I mean, we might do predictions later in this podcast, but I have the Raptors coming out of the East. I think they are legit. They have so much depth. And the game changer really is Marcus Gasol. They picked him up at the trade deadline, and that dude is wearing out and beat right now. Um, but more importantly, uh, let's talk about the Celtics. Um because that's what I want to talk about. Well, uh, I believe Paul Pierce. It's already <laughs> over. Yeah. Okay, then. All um, right. All right. <laughs> so uh, I was recording this today. Uh, the seventy uh, or the Celtics just um, demolished the Milwaukee Bucks. Went into uh, Milwaukee as eight-point underdogs and won by twenty-two. It was. Uh, they came back. The Bucks made it close in the second uh, in the second quarter. Um, but really after that, it was just complete dominance. Um, what were your takeaways, Biggs? I mean, I mean, the obvious take, no one can see my shirt that I have on right now, but I've got my, uh, my Al Horford is good shirt on right now. Uh, God bless that man. That man, just the way he played on both ends and just, I mean, he was bodying Giannis. Yes, Giannis still had 22, but he was 7 for 21 for a reason. And it's because he was getting bodied by Al Horford. And just the people, I just watching them play the way they played today and like thinking back to all the people who said this team hates each other. They're done. Yes, they're, I they're, know. Th- they're done. They're dead. Such a they're bullshit. Not gonna do, they're not going to do anything. This team hates each other. Kyrie wants yeah. out. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I got two words, and those two yeah. words are Brad Stevens. Yeah. Because Brad. <laughs> you know, going into the series, I told you, I, I, I kind of had an idea of my predictions, and this was a series I had the toughest time on um, because I thought the Celtics, if they are playing at the peak of their powers, are the better roster. But bottom line is they have Giannis, and uh, nobody can stop Giannis. We did a good job today, but I fully expect him to come out and just oh, I agree, be a be a monster 100%. the rest of the series. He's not gonna he's not gonna just roll over. Um, he'll figure it out. But the Brad Stevens, uh, Mike Budenholzer, uh, mismatch in coaching, uh, could, because how many times did that Irving Horford pick and pop? That was just wide open every every time. Every I mean, time, and they just and they just they went had back no to adjustments. It. No, they no did, adjustment. They didn't adjust, and Brad, like, I mean, that's what you do. If it's if something's working, you keep doing it until it doesn't they work just anymore. Bled him to and death. They with that. hammered it again and again. Yes. Yeah, that was that was great, and I mean, you know, we we killed them, but I mean, let's be real. The Bucks missed a ton of shots that they. They do not miss normally. Um, what they shoot, yeah, they shot 34 percent from the field. We shot fifty four percent, forty two percent from three. I mean, th- those numbers won't hold up on either end. But the Bucks, I mean, they play that drop defense when the center just drops. You cannot do that against Al. Al will stretch the floor on you all day. Uh, he played Joel Embiid off the court last year in that series uh, because of his versatility. Um, he may he may be like the only center that like increases in value in the playoffs. Um, I, I I don't know if I trust Bud um, to make the adjustments. I don't know if it matters. Giannis and Middleton might just go bananas the rest of the series. Um, but uh, well, like yeah. the thing that I like like 
that I like the most about our team compared like if you can't tell me and Rich are both Celtics fans. The thing I like the most about our team compared to theirs is like I'm genuinely like the only two guys on the Bucks that I'm like thinking like they could go off and like end us are Giannis and Middleton. Yeah, Middleton our was team, Jordan last year. Yeah, against us. our team. <laughs> our team. You got to worry about Kyrie. You got to worry about Tatum. F- Gordon. Gordon's aver- Gordon. Gordon's averaging like fourteen, fifteen off the bench in the playoffs. Yeah, and like, you know his <laughs> his numbers. What was he tonight? He was five of eight. But that does not that does not uh, properly quantify his his impact on the game tonight. He was getting in the paint at will. Oh yeah, and he he might be the best guy at just getting inside the paint and reading the defense. That guy knows what he's going to do with the ball at all times. He's been playing with confidence the past month and a half or so. He's just been a different player. It was it's it's so good to have him. Dude, it's such it's such pretty basketball when he's on the it floor. Is. It's so it's it's so fu- like as this is as dorky and white of a basketball take as you'll hear. It's just such it's fundamentally sound, pretty basketball. Like Kyrie, dude, those those turnarounds, dude, those mid rangers, those oh. mid range turnarounds. Kyrie was hitting today. Those were... I was making audible noises on every single one. <laughs> I mean. Oh, I he was too. Just I was too, man. Like they're absolutely. And here's the other thing. Like, I mean, I think I think we're we're trying. We we, we got to win it for Havlicek. Rest in oh, yeah. rest in peace. I think Hondo was happy with that because that was for sure. I forget if I think it was right before the playoffs. There's a video of Hondo and Kyrie. And it's like an interview for yeah, sitting down. Yeah, they they sitting did it for down. like NBC Sports or something like that. And, and Hondo tells Kyrie like, "Go win. You got to bring a banner home for me." Yeah, and he's yep. and he says like, "Yes, sir." And he yeah, and that was like now that has even more, even more you know meaning. Yeah, uh, I I was really torn uh, whether it was Bucks in seven or Celts in seven, and I just went with my heart with Celtics in seven. Um, but this is going to be a, a, a great series. This is a great matchup. So, um, I guess we move on to, uh, Rockets Warriors. Um, the, game yeah, one happened the, tonight the as theatrics, well. The theatrics that was that game. I was telling, that was I was telling Matt this ugly earlier. basketball game. I was telling Matt this earlier. I was trying, I was watching that game and the entire time I'm trying, I was trying to decide if I loved it or if I hated it. Because there were stretches, there were stretches, you know, where it was back and forth, you know, Kevin Durant doing Kevin Durant stuff and Harden and like they're like the both teams they can they can make the game look good, but like the last two minutes, was the last two ugly. minutes of that game cemented my hatred for it. That whole that whole end sequence, like, and maybe it was mostly because. Mark Jackson pisses me off. Like him, him I doing, fucking him hate. doing. Mark Jackson <laughs> is my least favorite announcer in the NBA. Him or Chris Webber, because Chris Webber is just terrible. But Mark Jackson is just Mark awful. Jackson is God. bad. Like when Curry hit that that dagger at the end, and Mark Jackson says, "Curry tells Nene, no, no," and <laughs> and he hit that shot. I was just like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me." They wow, are they, they are paying this man to say these things on national television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like their lead just, broadcaster. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. 
Um, yeah, Je- Jeff Van Gundy was carrying him that whole time. But, um, I mean, what what were your takeaways from that game? Because, honestly, that game ended, and I think Van Gundy said on the broadcast, whoever wins this game is going to feel like they stole it because the- those two teams, they did not play well. I mean, no, they did I think not. The Rockets, the Rockets took, like, 11 threes in the first quarter, missed, I think, all of them, maybe made one. They started off terribly. No, nobody, the Warriors were just throwing yeah. the ball in the crowd all day. Um, it was ugly basketball. I don't, I don't know. Nothing from that game, you know, gave me any insight to how how this series is going to play out. I yeah. thought they both played bad. Anyone could have won it. Um, you know, there there was some questionable officiating on both sides. I think the fouls ended up evening out. And I know we we hate Harden on this podcast, but they the the last three was clean. That was not a foul. But no, those some three, of Clay's, those three Clay some of Clay's closeouts, some of Clay's closeouts were bad. They were fouls, clear fouls, live. Like you just watch it live, and, and you're just you're just shocked there there isn't a whistle. And he and he gets the call here long, which he should. It's a foul. It it almost you know it took two years away from Kawhi Leonard, the whole reason why the rule exists, and now they're just not calling in the playoffs. That was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, the um, fouls ended up 24-21. The Warriors had yeah. more fouls, but I mean, yeah, there I, was like a cheap, there was a cheap reach around on both Curry and Iguodala at the end of the game. They evened out, but like, man, they got to really address those closeouts because that shit is dangerous. Um, um, I agree, a hundred percent. I mean, they, I mean, I'm not gonna, I can't blame, I like that game was so ugly in some stretches. I can't blame it on officiating. I, oh, I, no, you no, cannot, no, no. you cannot, like, you can say that Harden maybe got hosed on those clay closeouts, but, like, the man was still 9 for 28 and 4 for 16 yeah. from 3. Like, it's yeah, not. Yeah, and he got, and I think he made every single one of his free throws. He was, like, 12 to 12 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just, I think that that series will probably go, it'll probably go the distance. The Rockets. I think it's going 7. The Rockets did win three of the four regular season matchups. And I think that that series is going the distance. The other series is Portland and Denver. Denver. <laughs> um, I don't think we're going to go in depth about that no. one. No. Uh, I'll say I think it'll be entertaining um, just from like an aesthetic standpoint. But I mean, they're just playing to go lose in the next round. Uh, so I don't oh, think yeah. we need no, to go if, super in depth. Dude, if the, Rockets, I just, if the Rockets win that series and they go up against the Warriors, they're getting swept. Like they're, they're getting swept. Like they, like people tried to, (laughs) people tried to hype up like every time the Nuggets played the Warriors in the regular season and the Warriors mopped the floor with them every single time. If it's, if it's Nuggets, Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, the Nuggets are getting swept. No questions asked. I, I guess personally, I just hope it's, I I just want to see Dame go as far as he can. Uh, I want to see him, you know, have some playoff success, but I mean, we don't need to talk about that series. (laughs) It's irrelevant. We we do not. Um, (laughs) So, uh, so we good with NBA? We are good yeah. on, okay, on so the shooty hoops, yeah. Before we get into the NFL draft, um, we can touch on a little bit of soccer. I am actually way more, not confident, but optimistic about going up against Barca than I probably should be. I, I think don't, you guys I don't have a good shot. ridiculous at all. Um, yeah, I think you guys have a good shot. No, I mean, I mean, Barca and Liverpool are the two best teams left. It's just unfortunate that, that they have to play each other because whoever comes out of that game wins the Champions League, I think. Yeah. No, I 
I just think I just love like I said I've said this for weeks now, but like just the way the way we're defending is absolutely insane. <laughs> and like for me, dude, it's been the goalkeeper, obviously, but then I mean Robertson has been incredible. Who we only spent seven million pounds on. Yeah, he's not the best defender. He's not the quickest, but he plays smart football. And he understands what he needs to do to help the team get a goal. And I'm pretty, and he's I just am perfect. pretty sure. Don't quote me on this. He is at or near the top of the league in assists. Because I think he, because um, I, because I think so he has I saw, twelve or thirteen. So I saw. I'm pretty sure this last game. I'm pretty sure he tied the record for most assists by a Liverpool player, or. In the Premier League, I can't remember, but yeah, it's it's insane for a left back. But uh, yeah, it should be interesting to see how soccer unfolds in the coming weeks. Uh, the, May is always in an interesting month, but uh, we did have a big sports thing happen this week with the NFL draft. You guys have any uh, initial opinions you want to give on that? Go uh, Hawks! Uh, yeah, I mean, I I gotta I gotta say like. Uh, not a bad draft to be a Hawkeye. Um, obviously, yeah. <laughs> obviously we're going to, we got to give, we got to mention my boys got Hawk. Got to mention the two, uh, Omaha boys that were drafted. Uh, Noah Fant, uh, who we talked about before, uh, first round 20th selection overall to the Broncos. So he's, you know, had to make it even harder for me to root for him. You know, he had to go to Iowa and now he's going to be a Bronco, but I will still support him nonetheless. Have some sympathy. Oh, Joe I've, Flacco is uh, going to be throwing to hey, him. Hey, Joe Flacco loves his tight ends, man. Joe Flacco loves <laughs> Joe Flacco loves him some tight ends. But uh, and then the other one was Easton Stick, Creighton Prep grad, and uh, North Dakota State quarterback was drafted in the fifth round by the L.A. Chargers. So uh, Omaha repping. So, uh, so real quick, who do you guys think won the draft team wise? I'd say the Redskins. The Redskins, I think, had a really good draft. Um, of course, this will all age terribly and will all yeah. be wrong. Oh, yeah, um, because yeah. Because that's how the NFL draft works. But I agree with you. I thought I thought the Redskins had a great draft. Skin, um, yeah, I agree with that. Any any votes for the Giants? Absolutely not. No. I would, that was actually going to be my – That was actually going to be my next question. What was the worst pick of the draft? And I th- is, is, is Daniel Jones the worst pick? It, I, you know, actually, I don't think so. I think the Raiders picking that dude from Clemson. Clell and Farrell. Yeah. That, picking that yeah. dude from Clemson at four. Because I think, other than that pick, they didn't have a bad draft, aside from the fact that all they did was pick Clemson and Alabama players. That was literally all they did the entire time. But them reaching for that guy at four was like... That was a head scratcher. I don't know what Gruden's thinking, but I mean that's just. Well, I mean, so um, also for your own teams, personally, I think the Lions had a pretty good draft in the early rounds. I think we caught a steal with the cornerback that we got in the fifth round. I can't remember his name right now because it's the hard dude to... from Penn State. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh... he's he he he's an athlete, and I think Hawk is going to be a ridiculously he's good a beast, addition. man. He, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know what his ceiling is, but 
like people were talking about he's got the highest floor of anyone in the draft. He's he's a beast. Um Well and 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 for the Lions, we need offensive linemen really badly. He literally is an offensive lineman yes. who can catch and run. He just puts because people his, on the ground, man. His blocking he did it is every incredible. single week. And he's yeah. he's very willing to do it. Um, you know, that that's 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 the knock on Noah. Um and I and I freaking love Noah. The guy's a ridiculous threat. And he he could he could break touchdown records as a tight end. Who knows? But Hawkinson can do it all, and he's he's one. That just, to just goes pick. to show how, how how good he is. Noah Fant yeah. is one of the best tight ends in the draft. Just, that just shows how yes. good Hawkinson and, is. And people who people who don't know who he is, um, will say we'll talk about like athleticism. Or, TJ's an athlete. Uh, yeah. He 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 was breaking. he's also huge. He's he's big. He's got great hands. And he's just he's just so fundamentally sound. He catches the ball well, um, never drops, uh, always finishes through contact. Great route runner. Um, he's just he's just overall a complete player. That was a great pick. Biasly speaking, yeah i I was telling people after that pick, Hawkinson and Jesse James as the dual tight end threat is like scary for end zone. Yes, and at the yes. same time we have Kenny Galladay. Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola. I mean, Matt Stafford's got some guys to toss to this yeah, year. Yeah, man, y'all might finish third. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's the thing. Might, that happens every might, fucking y'all year. Y'all might finish third in the division. <laughs> it um, happens every fucking year. But well, what about the Chiefs? Did they have a? Uh, I, I mean, Chiefs I don't think they an, got. Uh, they had an oak. I like the fact that they they mostly focused on defense. They did draft that a very fast receiver from Georgia who will likely be taking the spot of one Mr. Tyreek Hill after the legal process does its thing. Uh, but that's for another time. Uh, I really like. I really liked the... They picked a corner out of Virginia. And I just... The entire thing... All that they've done this entire offseason is just revamp their defense, whether it was the trade for Frank Clark or signing Tyron Matthew and then... They drafted a, uh, a safety, a D tackle, and a corner with three of their first four picks. And I th- I'm obviously when you think the Chiefs, you think of uh, you think of my boy Pat, who I don't know what the Madden curse is going to do to him. But um, they're really trying to step it up on defense. Tom Brady broke that. Tom Brady did say he broke the Madden curse. So I mean, hey, we can hope, we can hope and pray. But uh, Richard Patriots. Well. Um, you guys picked up that huge wide receiver. Yeah, I don't. I don't think is, he's that talented, but I disagree. Actually, he's an athlete, um, but I'm saying a lot of people are saying he can't run routes very well. He's just not that quick. Um, but the guy has a huge body. He's got great hands. Um, we needed some. We needed a pass catcher. Uh, we were danger. We were dangerously low last year, and now Gronk's gone. Um, but. This is the first time Belichick has ever drafted a, uh, a receiver in the first round. Um, really? And ever. Um, he just didn't believe in it, but no, no uh, wide receivers were taken uh, before we had the last pick. And so he essentially had his pick of the crop. And so he got what he thought was the best option. Um, he does not have a great reputation of drafting wide receivers. Um, he's never taken one this early but the track record is not great um but i i I was excited about it it's i can't 
think of too many Patriots draft picks that I was excited about. It wasn't a left guard this time, uh, so that was nice. Um, he seems I, like he could, if 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 he improves what people are saying that is bad about him, I think he could be like a franchise wide receiver. He just has that raw athleticism yeah. that you need in a guy like that. Yeah, and maybe my favorite pick of the bunch was Chase Winovich out of Michigan because um, he was like a really polarizing player coming in the draft. Uh, people were com- on completely different ends about him, but that dude just, if, if you watch Big Ten football, you know, he is just a hard ass who I mean, I, we uh, we witnessed it firsthand uh, during the grand ass whooping that they laid on yeah. Nebraska. He uh, he's just a he's just a bore. He works. Hard. He he's just loves a- football. He I mean, that's all he does. <laughs> I mean, just just watch a postgame interview from that guy. And he just he belongs on the Patriots. That's all I can say. He was my favorite draft pick. But, um, you know, Damian Harris out of Alabama, maybe. Um all the other guys I've never heard of. We traded up to get a punter, so that's super exciting. Is um, is Jared Stidham the heir apparent? Uh, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Uh, I mean, quarterbacks are a crapshoot. Uh, but I can tell you, um, I loved betting against Jared Stidham his last year at uh, in college. <laughs> so that may not be a great sign, but uh, we'll see. Uh, who who the hell knows? And 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 to 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 elaborate on that with the Daniel Jones pick, I don't think it's a guarantee that Daniel Jones is a bad quarterback. But them drafting him at six when there is no doubt that that guy was available in the third round, and you had all that other talent up top was oh, just one hundred percent. Just sums I mean, up that's the fucking what it, Giants I mean, organization. Just, I mean, the, but that can be said. I mean, I'm not trying to you know, defend the New York Giants. You know, everyone knows what I oh, think about New York sports. I but, definitely don't want to do any of that. But, but, <laughs> the, but the, it, what it comes down to is, like, just the difference in, like, if if the Cardinals aren't drafting number one, Kyler Murray is not the number one pick. No, he if, fits what they do and he yeah, fits that coach. If, if it, but it all comes down to, like, the what the front offices think of these guys. And for yeah. some reason, the Giants thought that Daniel Jones, a quarterback who played football at Duke, was worth... And lost to Wake Forest 52-7. to And lost to Wake Forest 52-7, to was worth using the number six pick on the draft on. For they s- lost all year long for Daniel Jones in the first round. Again, he could be fine. He could be, he could be a decent quarterback. But nobody in the first round was going to take that dude. They could have, they they should have got Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a fucking beast. I, you know, there were, there was talk about the Jags taking T.J. Hawkinson at seven, but when they saw that Josh Allen fell to him, that was the easiest fucking yeah, pick you, ever. Yeah, that dude's going to be a stud. You can't I not mean, pick him over. Yeah, I mean, I they could have got Jones I in the saw, third round. Dude, I saw some New York New York sports account. It was like imagine imagine. Letting the Jets draft Sam Darnold so you can draft Daniel Jones a year later. Yes, <laughs> and it was. Just... Yeah, uh, I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, the Jets maybe are making better decisions than the Giants now. That says something. No, the Jets, the Jets, like I mean, I've obviously. And they got Quinton Williams, who's a who m- might end up being the best player in the draft. <laughs> oh yeah. So no, the Jets are low key like. 
the Jets are low-key doing things, but then again, every other team in that division went out and got someone whose job is going to be to tackle Tom Brady. The Bills got Ed Oliver, the Jets got Quentin Williams, and yep. I forget who the Dolphins drafted, but it was some... That doesn't matter. That doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> matter. Does not matter at all. But, uh, yeah. They got Christian Wilkins out of Clemson. We got to move into our segments because we've been going for... Oh. Uh, uh, a hell of a long time. Um, I'll start Ain't off nothing with my... wrong with that. Yeah, it really do um, be like that sometimes. Um, I'll move. I'll give my movie minute real quick. Uh, these are all on Netflix because I was just lazy and only watched Endgame this week. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I know all of you are disappointed, but on Netflix we got probably one of my favorite, most underrated movies of all time, King Kong. A bit long, but I don't know why. I just love King Kong. Um, I remember, you, man. <laughs> I remember texting Bigelow. I think while I was watching King Kong at one point, just like live texting King Kong because I was like, "Fuck, this movie's great." I forgot about yeah, it. You gave me a very, um, uh, a very detailed uh, walkthrough of nothing beats King nothing Kong. beats Girl Next Door though no, <laughs> with that, a meal. That, that uh, commentary is is still your greatest work, but yeah. Go watch Girl Next Door if you have access to it. Emil Hirsch, all-timer, future Hall of Famer. Um, but other than that, uh, Wet Hot American Summer, one of the funniest movies uh, of all time on Netflix as well. Um, Paul Rudd, I mean, you can't knock him in Wet Hot. He's amazing. But uh, other T- than that... The TV series and the movie, just, I mean, yeah. some of my... I mean, Matt knows, like... Yeah. Trees look weird um, when you squint at them. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you want an artsy one, go watch The Lobster. Uh, that one is also on Netflix. It's very weird, but very good. Uh, Super weird. <laughs> Colin Farrell that. at his best. I watched that and I texted you immediately and said, what the fuck did I just watch? But, yeah, uh, it's, um, it is not for the faint of heart, um, but... <laughs> Uh, Colin Farrell at his best. Um, very unique story. I love Yorgos. So yeah, if you have Netflix, you probably do. Go check one of those three out. But other than that, we can get into Moxie. You know what you got, Jay? You got Moxie. Uh, my Moxie. This isn't. This is more of a general. Uh, he's got Moxie. Uh, Joey Diaz, one of my favorite comedians. I just had to give a shout out to my boy because he always tweets out some shit on Mondays or Sundays or something during the week just to get me motivated. Joey Diaz is the Mr. Rogers of our time. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, I mean, today he tweeted, it's the Lord's day. You're showing up like the priest slinging dick and giving out communion, communion wafers. Um, and on Mondays, he tweets out some shit like, uh, it's Monday, wash that ass and powder those nuts. They're not fucking around today, neither are you. <laughs> and one of, my, one of my favorite ones is, it's Monday, you're, sh- you're showing up with a nutsack filled with dick milk and a box of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> he literally is the only human being who motivates me on Mondays, so just shout out to, to Coco. All right, uh, I'll go next. Um, mentioned earlier, Noah Fant got taken with the 20th pick in the NFL draft, and um, the broadcast was showing the local pubs uh, in each city of the of the of the 
uh, university that each player was from. And so uh, when he got drafted, they zoomed into Iowa City, Donnelly's Pub. Great wings, by the way. Um, and there's just this guy fisting Bud Lights and uh, sniffing smelling salts to keep the party going. Um, there probably is not a better clip uh, that will encapsulate Iowa City uh, for you right there. Um Drank some Bud Light, poured it on his head, kept the party going with the salts, passed it around. Um, that dude's got moxie. Uh, so my moxie is not just one person. It is a team of dudes. It goes to my St. Louis Cardinals, who currently have the best record in the National League. Uh, they are been really hot recently, and they've actually been fun to watch, which I can't say for a while. Uh, they swept the Brewers, and Christian Yelich didn't have a hit in the entire series, which is an accomplishment. When's and, the last time that happened uh, a while, <laughs> against the Cards? It was a while, because he, he has owned us all year, and we held him hitless in a series, which, which was baffling. But uh, I know no one cares about baseball, but uh, the Redbirds, they've got, uh, they got Moxie, yeah. Also, a short moxie that I saw was Quinn and Williams. Uh, uh, he sneezed and then he said, "Bless you and thank you" to himself. That um, just natural as hell. Just, just yeah, you know, just that's, moved right on. That's the hardest shit I've ever heard in my life. A sneeze, bless you, thank you. Anyways, like I, I don't know why that just caught my attention. But anyways, we will end with millennial moods. Oh. I botched that one. Oh, that's a botched job. That's bleeding. I need some trash to plug up the cut. My, you just hate to see it of the week, goes to Nebraska football. Uh, For the first time in 50, I think it was 56 years, uh, Nebraska football did not have a player selected in the NFL draft this past weekend. Uh, Here's some schools who had at least one player drafted when Nebraska did not. Washburn University, Tarleton State, the University of Charleston, Sioux Falls, Eastern Michigan, Western Illinois, Louisiana Tech, Charlotte, Temple, Toledo, and Louisiana Monroe. Um, Wow. You really do hate to see that. You really hate to see that. Uh, Shout-outs to Mike Riley for uh, bringing in... So much incredible talent, recruiting. So job. much talent in his time that he yeah. ended a fifty-six year long streak with his recruiting classes. So to be fair though, I think I think Morgan should at least be on a roster. I thought I thought Morgan should have got drafted. He'll be on a roster. He'll get a free yeah, agent yeah, deal. Yeah, he I got a he yeah, got He got a free agent deal with uh, with the Bengals. Zigbo got one with the Saints. And that's all that I know off the top of my head. But yeah, you just... those are probably the only two worth worth putting on your roster, anyways. So yeah, my millennial mood is um, so I don't know if you guys knew this, um, but a while ago, Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley filmed a movie called Chaos Walking, and it was originally set to be released uh, the first day of March this year, um, but. It has been deemed unreleasable. Um, the movie cost a hundred million dollars, and apparently was some type of like either disaster movie or post-apocalyptic movie. A hundred million dollars, and they, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, the film has turned out so poorly it was deemed unreleasable by executives who watched initial cuts last year, according to current and former employees. 
So, I mean, two of the biggest stars right now probably in like some type of like adventure movie that has cost $100 million. I don't even know how you mess up movies anymore. They all have all the algorithms and the formulas just to make at least a somewhat good movie that'll make some money. And, uh, and and with Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley, that's yeah. enough advertising power there to get at least yeah. like fifty million out of it. But so it must have been really damn bad. Yeah. <laughs> I got a big oof. Uh sorry, Matt. Um I gotta shit on your Lakers a little more this week. Great. Um, I love having my sports team shit on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well they do a great job of it themselves. Um oh, apparently apparently uh, the Lakers, uh, we, we all know Magic Johnson uh, resigned out of the blue uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and it was just reported four days ago, maybe, uh, from the USA Today, um, that a part of the reason why he uh, resigned was that uh, Rob and Jeannie uh, were talking shit about how terrible of a job Magic was doing um, in an email thread that Magic was blind CC'd on. So... <laughs> That did not sit well with him. Uh, in fact, uh, in his press conference, he uh, went out of his way without uh, any question about it um, to talk about the backstabbing and the the talking behind doors um, that was going on in the organization that he didn't care for. And yeah, uh, that's a big oof. Uh, Bro, the Lakers are so centered around dumbass drama that just kills the organization. <laughs> like, imagine quitting your job because of gossip. Like, oh my god, gossip and wanting to tweet more. <laughs> <laughs> that just that just goes to show how this organization cares more about everything that's going on outside of the basketball court. I just I just want the Lakers to play good basketball again. I don't yeah, want is that too much to ask. On. It, it it apparently is. Because yeah. LeBron has only made it worse. So, yeah. Yeah. So, That's tough. Yep, big oof. Very big oof. So, I've got one thing to wrap up with. A uh, little food for thought. So, uh, at the conclusion of the Game of Thrones episode tonight, uh, friend of the podcast, Matt's favorite NFL running back, Christian McCaffrey, tweeted that this was the greatest episode, television episode of all time. Period. No discussion. Thank you at Game of Thrones. Uh, I wanted to ask the, uh, the the two of you what your top three favorite episodes of TV ever are. And if it oh man, you can't you you you, you can't just throw that's that a on tough me. question I, to spring on you. <laughs> I I gotta prepare my argument and all that shit, but I can I can come up with something here. I mean, obviously, one that comes right to mind is. Uh, the one where Hank gets killed in Breaking Bad. I think that was. I, mean, I think that was. That was Oz. 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 Ozymandias. Ozymandias like I think that was yeah. the name of that episode. That was. That was the first thing that came to mind for me as well. Um. Yeah. <laughs> that that episode really just was crazy. But no, I mean, I would also say. Um, I mean. Community paintball episodes. Which, Those are pretty which, great. Which one though? The first one, uh, but then the the two from the second season are really good as well. Um, um I definitely uh, w- one that comes to mind for me. I know it's in the first season, but it's the uh, the Nixon Kennedy election episode of Mad Men. 
Uh, I like yes. that. I like that because uh, I've, advertising and TV did play a big role in that election. I actually just wrote a paper about that election for one of my classes, but uh, that's a damn fine episode. Uh, season five of Breaking Bad as a whole, like that entire like second part of that last season, like there's there's multiple episodes that you could easily pick. Uh, and then also for me personally, uh, the down in the Valley episode of entourage, which is when Aquaman comes out and there's all the rolling blackouts and they go, they end up at like a high school party in the Valley and Vince has his, uh, his almost famous famous moments. And that, uh, that or the paintball episode, of entourage yeah. those would be would be it for me richard you got a couple well um i'm gonna go with that uh breaking bad episode that we talked about earlier but maybe my favorite and might not be on everyone's list but the pilot episode of friday night lights is unreal um that might have coach taylor's best speech of the entire show uh, i'm pretty sure Jason Street is in the hospital for a portion of that one. Um, just a, oh yeah, just a, I forgot he gets paralyzed in that yes, one. Yes, right off the bat. Yeah, um, it was just a great way to start a series uh, of one of the my favorite shows ever. So probably that pilot to Friday Night Lights. Um, I'd also and, say you could say a few Arrested Development episodes. There's, yeah, sh- there's a couple good sure. ones of those for sure. Um, I have a soft spot um, for Chappelle show, uh, and it's hard to go wrong with the Rick James episode. Oh yeah. Um, so, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so that's right up there for me as well. Those those will probably round out my top three that I put five minutes of thought into. Um, I can't name a specific episode, but a lot of episodes of Louie. Louie's one of my favorite shows oh, ever. Yeah. And Louis. there's so many good good episodes in there. So, yes. Insert that insert but anyway that was uh i wanted to i want to turn this into a segment called tuesday top threes where uh we think of just, just random top just threes. random top threes and you know the alliteration okay. of the t's but this was a big week and that uh paved the way for us to have a big episode uh we appreciate if you listened all the way through uh we value our listeners uh and also an update for those of you at home, uh, Matthew is currently becoming Twitter famous. So if you haven't seen Matt's... Bro, this this week has been crazy. You... <laughs> I also forgot I turned 21 yesterday. Yeah, Matt turned I, 21 I, I yesterday. Space that off happy co- belated. completely. Happy belated yeah. to, our, to our, the man who does everything for us, Matthew Larson. He's also but I mean, going tw- getting of... Twitter famous right now, has close to 400 likes on a... Uh, meme tweet on, on a meme tweet about game of thrones so but avengers if, game of thrones a birthday twitter famous i mean that's a solid week to to round it hell out. hell of a so. way to ring in uh, to ring in a new year for you but yeah. uh thanks again guys thanks rich for being here but we know you're gonna be here a lot more and uh yeah we appreciate you guys thanks thanks for tuning in thanks guys i'm not leaving i'm not leaving I'm not fucking leaving! The show goes on! This is my home! They're gonna-
fucking wrecking ball to take.